The terrorist attacks on 9-11 affected many people in tragic ways. Family members were lost, emergency responders were killed, and the whole nation's morale was negatively impacted. But what about the people who had to deal with the terrorists? My mother, Sally Hassanane, works for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan, New York. She grew up in a bilingual household, so she speaks both English and Arabic. After the attacks on 9-11, Sally was a translator during the interrogations of the suspect. What was your reaction to the attacks on 9-11? Um, well, I was there when 9-11 happened, and uh, it was very scary, and uh, it was, um, my reaction was that I immediately knew it was you know, a terrorist attack. I knew it wasn't something that was, you know, a, uh, it wasn't an earthquake or something like that. I knew it was something that was, you know, very, very wrong and something that was, you know, going to change our lives for a long time. And how did you get home that day? I, uh, I walked um, from my office, which is right next to Police Plaza. It's a few blocks from the World Trade Center. Um, and at the time, I lived in the city. So I walked uh, with a bunch of people from the office and we just started heading uptown you know away from the World Trade Center um, and uh, nobody's cell phones were working or anything like that um, and as we were walking we were trying to contact people we knew to make sure everybody was okay and we um, couldn't get a hold of anybody so we just kept stopping along the way to to, to try to find people that we knew to make sure that they were, they were okay. And we end, I ended up walking to uh, my apartment, uh, which was on 45th and Lex. So I walked from downtown, which the Brooklyn Bridge area, to 45th and Lex. Okay, so now fast forward to when you began to work on the case. What did you think when you were asked to take part in the interrogation of the terrorist? Well, I was asked to work on the case immediately, the next day. Um, you know, the office was closed for three weeks because there was no, uh, like I said, there's no transportation or anything in the immediate vicinity. Um, and we were a few, only a few blocks away. Uh, but uh, there was a command center that was immediately um, started uh, on the west side. And I was asked, because I was already working in the terrorism unit of the United States Attorney's Office, I was, and I had the experience, I was asked to work on the case. And um, I was escorted uh, to work daily by the US Marshals. I was driven to work and I would um, either go to the command center or I would go into the office and I would work on material, wit material witness warrants. 
I would go to judges' homes or um, to have them signed. Um, when we start arresting people, I would, you know, go to the court and, uh, you know, partake in their arraignments. Um, when we started interviewing uh, people for victim statements, that was, I think, the toughest, toughest part of the job, uh, which was listening to the victims describe their experience during the attacks. When you first started working at this job, did anything this bad seem like a possibility or did you never expect something like this to happen? Well, when I first was hired to work at this job, I was hired to work on the East African Africa bombings, which was in Kenya and Tanzania. And, um, you know, it was similar. It was a similar uh, terrorist attack, but it happened all the way in East Africa. So, you know, we were removed from the situation. And, you know, similarly, I also interviewed victims in that case. Um, and when we did the trial, the victims were brought here and I was, I had close relationships with them and I got to know them um, on a personal basis and um, I got to meet families and it was also a very um, sensitive situation and it was also the hardest part of that case. Um, so, you know, yes, working at the U.S. Attorney's Office and working in terrorism unit and working on the case of Osama bin Laden, I knew that something like this can happen at any given time, at any given place. And the fact that the World Trade Center was already bombed in 1993, um, I knew that, you know, New York City is a hot target and it was always, you know, um, it could always happen in New York City. It can happen the World Trade Center, it could happen, you know, Empire State Building could happen anywhere. So that was always a fear. And um, like I said in the beginning, as soon as when I came out of the subway that morning and I saw the, you know, I saw the, the cloud of smoke, I knew immediately that something had happened. I, I you know, I knew it um, because that's just, you know, the nature of the job, I knew that it's just something that's inevitable. It's, it, you know, it, 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 they're just ready to strike at any given time. Okay, so during the interrogations, you said that you, um, you uh, had like a police escort to the job um, and things like that. But during the interrogations, did you feel safe or unsafe? Well, part of my job, part of my job during the embassy case, the East African bombing case, was uh, doing telephone calls, listening to telephone calls for those uh, defendants. Um, and that's because I speak Arabic. And I would go to the 
MCC, which is where they're being held, the prison they're being held, which is next door to our office, and I would listen into on their phone calls. I would actually dial the phone and hand them the receiver, and they would listen to their, you know, the, their, their authorized person that's on their phone list. I would dial the phone because I, there's, I have an approved list of people that they can speak to. And I would listen in on the phone calls, and any, and I would listen to one side of the phone call while there's an FBI agent listening in on the other, and in another room on another floor on both sides of the call, and it's also being taped. And any anything that's being said that's inappropriate by the defendant, I would immediately hang up the phone. That aspect the job, I did not feel safe. I, I felt scared. Um, even though there was, you know, a guard right there, a, uh, you know, a, um, a prison guard right there. Um, only one time I had to end the phone call and I ended the phone call and I ran. Um, that, that was probably the scariest part of my job scariest day of my job um but when I interviewed people for 9-11 that was all interviewing victims so I never felt unsafe um we only tried one defendant in that case um Zacharias Massawi and I I I saw him in the courtroom and everything, but I was never alone with him one on one, and I never uh, I never felt unsafe during that course of my career. What kind of questions did you have to ask them? The victims. Yes. We had to ask them questions about um, their day. Uh, you know about their family. Well, mostly about their family members because you know most of the family members were deceased um so the people that were on the planes you know one was you know one was the last thing they said to them if they had if they were able to speak to them before the plane crashed what was said uh, you know um we just had to gather information about them as best as we could uh we I didn't work on the Pennsylvania crash I worked more on the New York crashes which was uh people from Boston and people from California and people from New York um there's a few people from DC uh but we just basically you know uh just got got to know the victims and their families. It was, that was really more uh, the role of interviewing these people. So how long did the case last? Well, the case started, you know, at nine, after 9-11. And um, ultimately, myself and a f- basically all the agents that I worked with on the embassy bombings and the prosecutors, we all went down to 
uh, Virginia and the DC area and we worked the case there because um, the DOJ decided that's where they wanted to prosecute it and we uh, so I was detailed down there um, so from uh, the fall of 2001 until uh, I would say the 2000 and four or five I I st- I personally stopped working on it uh, January 2004 because I had uh, my first child your brother so I stopped working on it and I moved back to New York um, but the case kept going um, and it it um it ended i think later that fall um so it wasn't it was supposed to go it was supposed to be a lot quicker but it wasn't very quick with all the events that had happened and all the work that you did 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 this affect you um to any point to this day uh yes it affected me, you know, it's, um, it's hard when, on the, for the embassy case, um, the embassy case, I feel, uh, that was a death penalty case, and, uh, when, and so was, so was the 9-11 case, um, but for the 9-11 case, because I didn't finish it, um, it, I didn't have the same experience. But for the de- for the embassy case, um, before I worked that case, I thought I was for the death penalty. And after working that case, it was really hard for me to um, to be okay with uh, working on something that is going to ultimately decide whether somebody gets the death penalty or not I you know I really had a hard time with that and um afterwards I decided that I'm not okay with the death penalty you know I don't feel that it's up to me to um you know decide that I know it's not me that's deciding it's a jury however I still just do not think that um it should be up to people um my personal experience it's it's just it was really really hard um to do that um and for uh the the 9-11 case it's just when um after the case was over and when my kids were um I guess you know when I thought they were old enough I took them to the 9-11 memorial to see it because I wanted them to, you know, see the 9-11 memorial. I wanted them to see the World Trade Center. I wanted them to experience, you know, a part of history. And when we walked in, I had a really hard time uh, seeing all the images. And I, I didn't expect that. I didn't really expect to be so shaken by it. Um, you know, I saw the images over and over again during the case and, you know, 
in the courtroom and everything. And I really didn't expect to feel the way I did when I walked into the museum. And it really, really shook me. And I, I had a hard time getting through it. And even every year during, you know, uh, the anniversaries, watching it on TV, it's just, it's really, really hard. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, I had a, a, a marshal escort me down to uh, work every day and going down to work every day, uh, we would drive by the site and, you know, there were people every day lined up with signs. Thank you for your service. Thank you for what you're doing. And the signs were for, um, you know, all the first responders that were first doing, you know, search um, and then written recovery and then, you know, looking for bodies uh, for weeks upon weeks. And then they were doing the cleanup and, you know, they were giving out food and water. And it was just, it was just remarkable the way the world just came together because it was people from all over the place. It wasn't just New York. And that will always stay with me. So I think in that sense, uh, you know, that, that kind of changed me. Like I, I saw a side of New York and and people differently and good and bad okay thank you for your time this interview was conducted by amir hussein